All right. So the big ones this weekend, we'll start off with Albacete with a 79-71 win over Mediba. So this was, if I'm not mistaken, the last two undefeated teams in the Spanish League. Um, yes, sir. This was obviously happening around the foot around the time you were playing your game. Um, so did you catch? You won't have caught the first bit of this because you'll have been warming up, I presume, and you shouldn't be on your phone in the warm-ups, as any coach would um, inform you. So, what was your reaction when you saw this score, and then again? if and when you watched the game? Um, well, I think that was the thing. Like, I came out of it and was like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, a game that's that high scoring, I think, would have um, would have favoured Albacete. Um, then I went back and watched it. And in, once again, I feel like Kyle just hasn't missed a shot in about a year uh, <laughs> yeah Kyle uh, was nine, nine from 12 and he had 23 but it was very like compared to the game he had against you guys it didn't feel like a statement at all it felt like he was just get like two points at a time sounds very obvious because that's literally how you score points but it just sound it felt the entire game like he was just getting a couple here and a couple there there was no like oh Kyle's on one yeah, it was like an even spread rather than just like here's yeah. four threes and then a quiet period. No, man, he he did, yeah, he did the business again. Um, Gaz was four from six from two, um, uh, one from two threes, had a big three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Filipski four from nine, Lee four from six, like fairly even spread, but a lot of yeah. high percentage scoring. Like they shot 57% from two. And they split their threes. They went four from eight, which is going to get it done. Like if you shoot a hole 10% better than the other team on two pointers against a team that likes to sort of get inside and shoot mismatches and sort of, and sort of make their money in transition, so to speak like that's that's going to, that's going to get it done. But watching it, I kind of, it was about five. It felt like the whole game, like they brought it back. Phil kind of, Phil did well enough to keep the minute. Phil was eight from 17. Another big game from him, man. Like yeah. um 20 points. Um how many? Seven assists, six rebounds. Like that's another big game. Um uh John with 23, Sandoval with 20, Lewis with eight. Like it's a thing of like you've got four guys scoring. Um yeah, uh, yeah like Phil kind of did well and kept the minute, hit enough shots from outside that kind of kept everyone going and they were able to get out in transition and that kind of opened things up for them. But it was one of those where it was like, they were never really able to push on ahead. Albacete kind of had it like a, a basket or two ahead the whole game. And then um, obviously Phil had a big shot to, to, to bring it back near the end. And then as I say, big three from, it was Gaz, wasn't it? Down the stretch. Well, Gaz, um, it got, all the way back to tied 64 all. Um, yeah, Phil with a three to tie it, or am I? Um, no, Gaz hit a three to put Albacete up three. Kyle then hit a long two that put Albacete up five. And yeah. they, I think they got to seven ahead at like 71, 64, and Phil hit a three at that point. And yeah, so that's what I mean. Like Phil was like, yeah, I'm going down swinging. Yeah. Um, and Salvador made a post up yeah. and one as well to bring it. 
I think that brought it to four again. Um, but yeah, I I spoke yeah. to Ben. I spoke to Ben about this like just before we came and recorded, and my kind of take on this was that to say this was a pretty high scoring game with both teams finishing in the 70s i don't think we saw the best of either team's offense really um no which it, it sounds bizarre to say but i think madiba had like stretches where they were playing phil and lewis strong side and then john behind a double screen and they scored off that three or four times in a row and then kind of went away from it and they weren't getting a lot from anybody playing the middle of the floor. Um, and Lee was like sagged in so deep that if it was NBA rules, Madiba probably would have won the game on technical free throws because <laughs> it would have been the defensive three second call. Um, but yeah, I also. That's what he does. That's what he's so good at, just kind of sagging off and playing spaces and kind of somewhere between actually helping and sort of filling gaps and also just being there enough that you kind of know that you don't want to kind of put the ball into certain spots on the floor because he'll come and just swallow it up. Yeah, sure. Um, But yeah, we, I mean, to draw a a probably not direct comparison, but we talk about every time we mention Vigo, we talk about do, does their option 1A and 1B get enough shots up between them? And I think similar thing kind of applies between Phil and, um, John Hernandez here, where it's like those guys got 35 shots between the two of them and were almost bang on fit as close as you can be to 50% on an odd number of shots. And I think yeah, if, I think if that's the formula and then Salvador going, obviously, 9 of 17 as well, that's enough offense for Madiba to beat anybody. They just, I think Albacete stuck to their offense long-term throughout the game where I think it was fits and starts for Madiba a little bit. Yeah. I think the thing is as well, like chasing the game against, like I had this thought with about three minutes to go and it's like chasing the game against a team that is so good offensively, so good on both ends of the floor, but like a team that's just got like three guys that will hit shots at any given point. Like, you're chasing the game against a team like Albacete to bring the ball down the other floor and the other end of the floor. And three or four times in the last couple of minutes, they'd run the clock down to about four seconds and it would get to Kyle or Gaz or it would get to Lee inside. And you'd be like, oh, that's so heartbreaking. Like they run the floor down and they get a really good shot that's probably going in. Like, yeah, it's tough. Um, Like they're really hard to, really hard to pressure into doing something they don't want to do because they've always got, they've got enough stuff going to the basket. They've got a three, five sitting in the middle of the floor in Ben throwing the ball from wing to wing and they've got two absolute lights out shooters on the floor most yeah. of the time. Like it's, it's tough. tough. It's tough, man. We've got, we've gotten this far and we've not even mentioned that Oscar on Rubia had 12 points on six from 11. And I think they were all from being left open in the middle. Yeah, man. He, he, he'll shoot it. Like he'll let that go. And he will. And, it's, it, and I think every team in the world is kind of on, in terms of picking your poison is pretty content to, let him let that fly and he made enough of them at a high enough clip. Yeah. But I guess I'm sure, like I'm sure looking at that Madiba are probably like, okay, well that was our game plan and he hit enough of those shots. Like they're probably happy enough to, to move on from that. But that's, yeah. that's a killer, man. If you let him, you let him do that and he goes six from 11. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. Fair play to him. Cause he played his scoring doesn't usually show up a lot. He's like, I think, 
I really enjoy watching him. I think he's pretty underrated as far as players generally go. Um, he's probably not appreciated enough even as a one and a half, but he, he like plays defense where Madiba are all mids, obviously. And he like got left on mismatches against Salvador and John Hernandez a couple of times and just like stonewalled those guys. And it's like, if you've got a 1-5 who can hang and do that one possession at a time and is also going to get 12 points on 50% shooting from outside, like that's that's a trump card that most teams probably can't match if they're that worried about the other four players on your team. Oh, yeah. My guy doesn't have fingers. Like, what is <laughs> happening? Like, you can go, you can go Ben, Kyle, Lee, Gaz, and then he's going to give you 12, apparently. Like, that's... Yes. That's... That's a big contribution. Like, if you think a game you win by eight, but yeah, uh, I think that was it. Like, Madiba hung with them and were like looking like they could have pushed ahead at various different points. But I think the thing that is going to help Albacete all year is like they've just got so much. Yeah. I mean, like all over the floor, like they've got so much shooting and they've got the most, like the, the most sort of valuable center in the world. Like, that's just so much to try and deal with it once you're trying to like stop someone one foot from the basket and 30 feet from the basket at the same time. Like that's no one's managed to do it yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I speaking to Ben just before we came on here and he was, I said that having watched the game properly start to finish, I thought they'd done really well to pull it out as they did. And Ben basically said he thought they could have won by more if they'd gotten a couple more things right at different points in the game. Yeah, that's always true. Like well, that, that is true, but I, like inevitably, because you could just make more shots. Like if we didn't miss shots for ten straight minutes, we'd have won by more. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the way the game played out in terms of like Albacete push ahead by seven or eight, Madiba reel and back in, Albacete push ahead again, is like pretty symbolic of the strengths and weaknesses of the team. Because I think when it gets to Madiba having to play catch-up, like you said, I just don't think they've got enough half-court creation to... Like, they can reel Albacete back in a few more times, but they've then probably played that stretch and it's time for Albacete to push ahead. Like, I, it feels more unlikely that Madiba would pull off like a 12 or 14 to 0 run to get ahead than them constantly chipping away sixes and sevens. Yeah. And like a lot of what Madiba do on offense starts on defense, man. Like I think they're probably the best defensive team in the league in terms of just they've got yeah. they play like a good one and four guys that are massive and mobile at all times. And that's like just for example, like the massive quarter that they had against us a couple of weeks ago was just like we got nothing on offense and they got a layup on the other end. Like yeah. and I think against the team that's going to have good balance and get a good quality shot up and kind of be able to have size getting back on defense on the other end. I think that kind of makes it harder. Like if you're like a lot of what they got against us was like three on two. Okay. We scramble to get back. We've managed to scramble to stop someone, but it's someone my size stopping someone like John or Phil or Lewis or Sandoval. And you get little cross matches in transition and that's where they kill you. And they practically like Kyle is not a small two. Like yeah. they practically play four bigs. Um, like they almost match up um, and they have a load of scoring on the perimeter. So I think that's tough. Like you're either, they're either able to get back with really good balance because their offense is sort of well-balanced and um, 
or they make enough shots that you're not running in transition. Like it's always tough to, especially once you're chasing that game and you want to go quicker and get quick, like pull some threes or that. Um, obviously that and one from Sandoval was massive, but yeah. yeah, it's tough. It's as I said at the start, it's really tough to chase a game with a team that is massive and makes a load of shots. <laughs> like they're just really well put together and yeah. Yeah, um, last undefeated team in the league, and it makes sense. Fa- final thought from an Alba City standpoint: How many teams in the world could claim that they would have beaten Madiba in this game with Filipski playing twenty minutes? Oh, it's it's nuts! Like watching <laughs> watching the way they rotate their three forwards and four fives, um, Gaz Filipski and Lee um, is really cool because I always wondered like. As soon as I heard that was happening, obviously Gaz wasn't there for the first couple of games of the season. I wondered how they would share those minutes out on the return. And they ended up with Filipski with 20, Gaz with 30, and Lee also with 30. Yeah. I think that's kind of you're you're getting that right there. You're kind of you're kind of sharing the minutes out. And it's cool to it's cool to watch them rotate because I was kind of wondering how they were how they were gonna do that. And I think there's it's three guys that are sort yeah. of it's- Taking it, taking it well, considering it's like those all three of those guys played forty minutes a game last year for different teams. So, um, I mean, the the thought that pops into my head when I saw Filipski only played twenty minutes was if Madiba played Poland and Filipski sat out for half the game, how many would Madiba beat Poland by? A hundred and six. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's like that's the best indicator I can give of how stacked Alves that he looked. Yeah, man. Cool. Shall we view anything else on this one, or should we move on to the the real show? Uh, yeah, let's 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 do it. We won yeah. a basketball game this week. Everyone, <laughs> sound the alarm. No, uh, that sounds like I'm surprised. And thank you for listening to this week's episode. Um, yes, uh, done. No more analysis to so be made. Two thoughts on this before you get started. Okay. So you guys obviously you made a slight tweak to your starting lineup in taking Asia Garcia, who is the alpha and omega of the Bilbao ecosystem out of the starting lineup and putting in Chema Vendano. And also, you changed your jersey number from 12 to 17 and Ilunion just did not know what to do about it. <laughs> yes, it was the jersey number. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I just, the kit that I actually asked for with the number I asked for on it hadn't arrived yet. So I got a number that no one was using, yeah. but I didn't have both kits. So the second they were able to get it to me, I've, I've changed my number. Okay. Um, this is irrelevant. Yeah, man. Um, Bilbao 71, Alunion 67. So we came out, um, both teams came out real slow. Like I think it was nil nil after like four minutes. Yeah, uh, it which was, two, was it was two two after the first eighth of the game. So I think if we were being generous, we would say, we would say that this one would not be held up as an offensive showcase. No man, it ended up like seventy one sixty seven, obviously, which isn't bad. But I think obviously we knew going into it like they were, those guys have a lot of offensive firepower, so like a lower scoring game kind of might have suited us. Sure. Um, so we ended up, I think they had 20, yeah, it was 36, 23 at halftime holding yeah. a union to 23 is probably a combination of like those guys not making shots and us, um, <laughs> you know, uh, us, um, 
us playing some good defense like you guys you guys also not making many shots (laughs) i know we didn't make it we didn't make it either it was like the first half was a combination of those guys not making shots i'd like to give our defense some credit but like they'll probably say that they got the looks and they didn't fall and it's probably somewhere in the middle um and also david murray's hit a couple of threes in the second quarter i think he hit three in the second quarter which was which like that kind of kept us going and like that kind of opened things up and we were able to get some other stuff based off the heat that he attracted and that was that was cool man um he he really got going and like the whole thing was when they weren't scoring i i was thinking uh they're gonna get going at some point we better take advantage of this and we kind of weren't and i think we really needed someone to hit some shots obviously us not us being a big team with not the most perimeter scoring everyone's content to pack the paint and we weren't really getting anything inside and um uh Albert Esteche, um started off with a couple of missed shots from outside and I think they were content to sit in and see what he had and same with me obviously as yeah. every team does and would like hey, so you, I think the thing was like you showed them though you made you made a couple uh, of big ones man I made two in a row at one point and then just was like, yeah, that'll do me. Um, just before <laughs> just before halftime, I was like, oh, God, this is just what I need. But um, yeah. uh, it was perfect. It was an excuse to shy away from the moment. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So, like, I think David getting going in the second quarter was great for us, obviously, because it kind of opened things up and it gave us that little punch from a bit of scoring punch from the perimeter that, we needed and then we kind of started getting inside from there and yeah. obviously Zayasier didn't start Gemma did a great job in there I thought yeah. um yeah, he did. trying to play a bit of like a hybrid of like some of what Asier brings on both ends of the floor and obviously he's a primarily like inside forward but I think we all had to kind of like perimeter play by committee when yeah. we didn't have the sort of the main man um but so and we're saying say, this as if Asier didn't play at all. He played, I think, the final 16 minutes of the game and had 20 points in that time. Yeah, man. That's what I was gonna say. So they came out second uh second half um firing and about as you say, four minutes in, they they had gone on a on a bit of a run, brought it back to I don't I don't remember what it was at that stage, but it was getting closer like four or five, I think, uh, we went to our four-big lineup with me and David out, uh, Asier and Mariana Mariana Perez in. Um, and yeah, as I say, 16 unbelievable minutes from Asier, uh, five from 12, uh, one from two, threes, seven from eight from the line, which was massive. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of files in this game. Like everyone was on. We just we just filed, man. Everyone was on a handful of files. We were both in the bonus for five minutes at the end of the fourth quarter, and Asier just kind of snaked his way to the line, just kind of did his little hip thing. Um, yeah, Twenty five his way there. Twenty five total fouls for them, and twenty three for you guys. Wow, it felt like we probably had ten more than that, but uh, probably uh, how so. <laughs> With because they do the thing in the stat sheet where they have fouls committed and fouls received, and Hasso combined for 12 to he was involved in 12 total fouls. I love it, I love it, That's but cool. yeah, man. So, as I say, Asier 
um 20 points man unbelievable um in those minutes um yeah they made a real push for it like terry started doing his terry stuff near the end of the game he had a couple of threes and i was like oh god here we go he had a couple of threes he got one up and drew a file and i was like is he gonna yeah. is he gonna do his you know is he gonna is he gonna do his superman stuff is he just yeah. gonna is he, a- is he gonna take this one from us and greg had a couple of Greg had one near the end that I thought we like we did a really good job on defense, kind of forced the ball around to different places. They didn't really want to put it. It ended up in Greg's hands and jumped it well. And he sort of like pump fake, ducked under, and hit a little bank shot from the left side of the key. And I was like, oh man, that could have been like if that didn't go, I thought we were gonna take it away. We yeah. did anyway, but like I thought that kept them in it for a little bit longer and then we sent them to the line too much in the fourth quarter as well, man. Like we were in, we were in the bonus and we just like, I filed Greg on one that I don't like, I, I just didn't have to get anywhere near. And I, I got an earful for it, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but um, I still don't think I did a whole lot wrong. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, it was a fun game. Great to be a part of. We had traveling fans who brought the megaphone and the drums and, um really sort of brought the noise which was cool because there were a lot of people there that's was that's fun a lot part of mute for people to watch the game as well or ours it was yeah. mad but yeah so terry with 22 greg with 16 on the other side um bill had 13 yeah. Bill, bill yeah like that's the one thing like last game bill played he had 24 and 24 rebounds so i think <laughs> obviously there's a certain amount of like Greg and or Terry are going to go off like they've both had 20 in a lot of games this season it was like can you take away something and we kind of took away the rest of it and at least made it hard for those guys to get going like Terry 5 from 15 Greg had a great game 7 from 13 obviously but I think that was the thing and then we just kind of did enough near the end to take it away executed in the last couple of minutes which took forever like I came back on um, because of fouling of course um and yeah the last three or four minutes took about 20 minutes in my mind i was freezing it was awful but (laughs) yeah i managed to when you touch your push rooms and they're cold because you've been like sitting watching people shoot free throws for so long yeah man but yeah happy to pull it out great to get a win and especially the last one before the break and also just like having played all of the the like really strong teams in the league, the teams that were in and around the top four last year, like having played them all and like pulled out a win is kind of proof that we can hang around there. If we try, like obviously like it's disappointing and you know, in theory that you have a good enough team to make some noise up at the top end with the the good teams, but it's nice to actually have a win to be like, yeah, I knew it was in there somewhere. Yeah, sure. Proof of concept. Um, proof of concept indeed. So, Quick thing on this game that it, it really baffled me as Illunian had pulled their way back into it and they were running. They had a timeout and I think ran an offense from the opposite sideline. And the thing they ran was, it's not like any mistakes they typically make, but they had both Bill and Greg pop all the way out to the halfway line to receive the ball, kind of collide with each other and then they... I think they had 14 seconds on the clock and that kind of got them off to a shaky enough start that they ended up not getting a shot away before the um, buzzer of the shot clock on that possession, which I think would have cut it to two, if I remember rightly. I think Yes, that was Greg down the end, sort of free through 
extended. Yeah. Uh, I, I was late to rotate. So I was very glad that that shot was after the buzzer. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I have no idea what happened there. If it was just like miscommunication or what, but you don't typically see those mistakes from Illunion. Yeah. It was weird. Like, um, yeah, it worked out well for us, but it was, I don't know if it was like weirdly drawn up or if we just happened to like force, like if we sort of denied something that they had drawn up and it led two guys to sort of cross wires trying to figure it out. I assume not. Like I assume it was just a mistake. Like maybe me, like these things, like it's stuff like that is the reason why coaches tell you to like go pressure passes and like pressure outlets and stuff just in case someone bumps into someone and it might not result in like, oh, I steal and get a breakaway and whatever, but it's like, runs the clock down takes a second off so it means someone doesn't get a shot up and yeah yeah man i don't know if it was that i just like that might be what happened because as you say a lot of guys that know what they're doing there so that's unusual but yeah it was Um, a really fun to be a part of yeah watching it was really good there's one thing that sticks out for me watching it and that is i've never seen bill latham look small but he did in this game when Hasso had nothing going on. He like had the ball above his head with Latham pressuring him. And Hasso was like, okay, I'll just post up and shoot it. <laughs> like, Hasso is gigantic. Right? He like just shot a post up over Bill as if it was a mismatch. <laughs> I've never seen anything like, like yeah. I, I don't know if you clocked that while the game was going on, but if anyone hasn't watched the game, I think this is late first quarter that this happened. So go and check it out. Cause it's he's massive. He's like, apart from Lee, like there's like very few people that can be on the floor with him. That would make me think he's not open vertically at any <laughs> given point, like the ultimate release valve. Yeah. Um, yeah. is great. Um, yeah, man. I and mean, then this game got like chippy and weird and as it always does, because I think it's a Bilbao thing. Like if maybe like every every other team we play seems to get chippy. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's I understand that that's that's what this team does and whatever. And it's yeah, it got, it got weird. And it's funny, like there's enough like people shouting at each other in Spanish that I'm just like, I don't need to be involved in this, so I'm gonna <laughs> go away. Uh it, it's 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 all very weird, but yeah, man, fun game. Yeah, glad sure. we could pull it out. Yeah, definitely. It was, um, and that you've mentioned that the Spanish league's going on a break until January now. Um, the 8th of January is the first game week again. Yeah. So at this point, your every team has played six games. Is that right? So you guys are, are three and three. Yes. Yeah. Three and three, having gone through the gauntlet. Yeah. So you guys are con- going to come back in January. And I presume that means there's a couple of teams you haven't played yet because is it yeah we have not gone through the rounds there are 11 games to play we have five more okay cool um in the first lap we have you know we have five more in the first sure. the the first um leg of the of the season but yes. yeah so you're, you're artificially halfway through um so should we have a very quick look at the spanish league standings and see if we think that how they stand right now is going to hold yeah, can do. Yeah. Uh, Classification, as they say. As they do say. Uh, yeah, man. Okay, so Albacete in first position, six wins, zero losses. Does that hold for the rest of the season? Uh, uh, I I think that's what a lot. I think that's what the majority of people would say. Yeah, I it it, it yeah I I think. That's going to be the toughest 
team for anyone to take a a, a game off. Like Alunion haven't played them yet. Hey, you never know, man. Burgos might have a crack. Um, Alunion haven't played them yet. Like we played them close-ish. Gran Canaria took them to overtime. Madiba played them close. Like so, it's not it's not impossible. Like they look really good, but like teams have like beaten them before, and not this year, but teams beat a very similar looking team last year, and. So it's doable, but it's just like they haven't they've they've run through everyone so far. So I don't think Yeah, totally. I don't think I have any reason to say that they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So tied second and third is Mediva and Gran Canaria, who are both five and one. Um, oh, they haven't played yet. Who do you yeah, call the, when they play? This is my my point here. I feel like I've got to stick to my gimmick here and call Gran Canaria on this one. That this game is like the battle of the mids. It's like, hey, who can get ten mid? Who can get five mid pointers out more? Um, uh, uh, Madiba don't do that. Madiba play a one all the time. No, fair enough. But, it, it feels yeah. like a lot of mids. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I can see Madiba running. I can see Madiba running and gunning. It's a thing of like, can Madiba get out and run enough, or does Phil and or John go wild? Yeah. Which could happen, man. Like I know it's a different team this year, but like. John playing for Bilbao caused us in Gran Canaria some problems last year. But I think a lot of that was like, I'm small. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. He caused me problems. So maybe this is a me thing. <laughs> um, so then next to down, tied on the same record, which is bizarre, is Malaga with the tiebreaker over Illunion. Which do you think that's going to continue? Sentences you didn't think you'd say this year. Yeah. Um, so much of it, like, I know it's, this is obvious, but so much of it is like, okay, we've played six games. Who has played all the good teams and who hasn't? Yeah. Like, obviously that's not the case for Illunion because they've played us and Malaga and lost. Yeah. Like, that's not like they haven't lost to, like, they haven't played Albacete or Madiba or Gran Canaria yet. So, like, if they run through these teams, then it's like, oh, okay. Okay, we might have a different conversation, but it's so hard to like have this conversation at the minute because not everyone's played. Like Lazarus has to down at the bottom because they have played Albacete, Mediba, Gran Canaria, uh, Illunion. And then they just beat Violet. And us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, no, they've not played one of those teams. I don't remember who it is. Um uh, Albacete, I don't think. Right, okay. But yeah, it's um I don't you know they get, have. I I forget. Never mind. But like they've played four very strong teams. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's got yourself with Bilbao, Vigo, and Valladolid all tied for sixth to eighth place, being three and three each. Obviously, you guys have probably had the toughest stretch of schedule of any of these three. So there would be reason to suggest that you guys could fatten up on some wins in the second stretch of the season. I would hope so. Yeah. I think that's it. my thing. I think every team that's like near the top kind of counts like how many have you won or dropped against the other big teams as the way to figure it out. So I feel like we shift up a couple of spots there. Yeah, definitely. And then the rest of the teams, like the top five, kind of will shuffle around in some order. Malaga might even drop out of the top five. Who knows? Potentially. I don't know. Yeah, Malaga Malaga are officially like trap game for everyone, <laughs> I would say. I don't know actually, but like they deserve to be. Yeah. And then bottom four at the moment is Mercia, Burgos, Las Rosas, and Zuzanak. That, that feels locked in, however deep into the season we get. 
Ah, Lazarus has are going to move up a couple of spots. Oh, Lazarus okay, has are going to beat everyone below sixth. Like when it finally shakes out. I don't mean us and Vigo. I mean we'll move up to fifth or so. Yeah. Um, and then see what happens from there. Um, Malaga might move down to fifth or sixth. Um, then I could actually see Las Rosas beating Burgos, Mercia. Uh, you leave Burgos alone. Against, uh, having decent games against Vigo. And uh, I don't know if they'll have the quality there, but I don't know. Cano might just have 30 again. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We will. Cool. Shall we leave it there then? Yes, sir. All right. So this might be being released as its own little bit of us talking about those two games. And we might have managed to clip it onto the end of the rest of the podcast. We had some technical issues based on weather, which is hilarious. But yeah, my Wi-Fi decided to die when it was raining very heavily. So if you don't want these problems to persist in future, feel free to donate us some money so we can rent out an office space somewhere between Sheffield and Bilbao. Oh God, where is that? France somewhere, I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. The Calais, sea. Maybe? Yeah. Cool. We'll get out of here. Right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, All right. And yeah, we will figure out what we're doing with weekly. Sorry rest. if this sounds bad. It, it'll be fine. I think you've sounded delightful. Um, we will figure out what we're doing with these roundup episodes, Thanks. considering that. Um, there's not going to be any Spanish league games for the next few weeks, but I imagine we'll be diving deep into Europeans coverage fairly soon. So keep your ears peeled for that one. Yes. Please don't peel your ears. That sounds painful. Thanks for listening. Take it easy. Sorry. This sounded bad.